0: When you understand the power behind (laughs) that you're the reason that a company is doing something, you understand the power that you have.
1: Hello and welcome to Dare to be Human. In this podcast, we've got Carmen Duncan. Uh, She is the founder and CEO of Mission Accomplished, an organization that helps aspiring young professionals prepare for the global economy by providing access to coaching, job training, and professional development. Uh, Kat and Carmen discuss finding your team of cheerleaders to keep yourself spreading your truth in the face of naysayers, finding those people that are going to be encouraging you to get up there and keep trying and are there to support you. The importance and power of bragging, of learning that trait, of learning how to brag about yourself, and also learning how to adult. Another thing we talk about learning in this interview, those spaces where you're still allowed to prepare, learn, and make mistakes, and being aware of those spaces as, uh, as blessings, as places to explore and learn. They also discuss sharing your power and realizing the power you have in your performance, whether you're a millennial or if you're an interviewee, realizing the power that you have in that moment. They also talk about bringing your full self into whatever spaces you enter as the first strong step toward achieving your goals. As you're listening to this podcast, please find us online, like our pages, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review. It helps people find our podcast, directs the tubes of the internet toward us helps share what we're creating here with other people out there so please like share subscribe and send us your questions at hello at dare to be human we're really curious to hear what you guys think of the couple episodes we put out so far we want to talk to you we want to hear your questions we hope to do a couple episodes in the future where we're just answering your questions and, and it's completely directed by what you guys out there in listener land want to hear about so without further ado here's carmen duncan and Cat Copet sitting down for their interview. Enjoy.
2: We are thrilled to have with us today, Carmen Duncan. Is a social entrepreneur and the CEO and founder of Mission Accomplished Transition Services. Uh, mission Accomplished Tran- is an amazing organization that we get to work with a lot. Their mission is to help aspiring young professionals prepare for the global economy by providing access to coaching, job training, and professional development. It's so much more exciting than it sounds when I say it in that way, even though it's a beautiful mission statement. I agree. Uh, Agreed. So, uh, hi, Carmen. Hola. Hola. As I said, we get to work with you. Um, I first met you at a courageous women leadership workshop. No? When did no. I first meet you?
0: Presentation skills intensive. Oh,
2: yeah. You came to one of our presentation skills intensive. I did. That You already. And you were an awesome presenter already. Okay. And... <laughs>
0: If you say so. (laughs) And
2: um, when you participated in the workshop, I think what you realized right away was that what we were doing might be useful for your folks. So what did you see in the work? What did you see in the work? So let me just say it was a presentation skills workshop and it used a lot of the things that maybe our listeners have heard us talk about in terms of applying improv techniques and principles to this idea of expanding your range and Mm -hmm. performance options so what did you see that felt like it would be well I appreciated the
0: humor within the work that you do I think not I think I know we're so serious and we take ourselves so serious all the time which creates a level of anxiety when we have to go in front of people and I always tell our students, you're always on an interview and you're always presenting. Even if you're in the mall, you just, you don't know who you're speaking to. So there's a way that you should always present yourself and the messaging that you're relaying, especially when it's related to your to your future career or the career that you're developing for yourself right now in this moment. Being able to articulate that is important. And the way that you helped us with better articulating what we needed to say in a concise way is an important skill for anyone. And I know if a 19-year-old is able to do that or a 28-year-old is able to do that when they're talking to someone that has been in the field for 35-plus years, it will allow them to to truly compete against their peers. Awesome.
2: Awesome. So in the sort of dare-to-be-human values um, ethos, I'm going to tell you about the inner voice in my head, which is I just started my interview with you by asking a question about why you thought we were so fabulous. So all I can do as you're talking is going like, oh, God, I can't believe I did that. (laughs) (laughs) But that wasn't my intention. My intention really, the reason I asked that question was because uh, what is so one of the things that's so special about you to us and one of the reasons we wanted you to be one of our first guests was because you're so dedicated to helping others do this thing that we care about so much, which is expand their range of options Mm -hmm. in the world. So talk about how that became such a passion for you or how you committed yourself to that.
0: Well, I have a lot of people Including our friend Corey Jamison, who makes me stand in front of the room <laughs> when we're in certain spaces, um, and really is committed to pulling me out of my comfort zone because I'm even though I'm the I changed the title of my name, so now it's, it's chief coach, <laughs> but um. Although I'm the chief coach and founder of Mission Accomplished, I'm really a strategy person and logistics person. I love everything about the little nuances behind the scene and to and to see people's smiles on their faces once everything pulls together. I don't really care to be in the forefront, but I have people like Corey and like Daquetta who are very supportive of putting me in the forefront because they feel that my voice is powerful and what I have to say is powerful that my presence is powerful and it's not that I don't believe that it's just I'd rather be in the in the, in the back end and sometimes having people who put you out in the forefront because they know because they know me being in the front is going to help someone else and that's really what my life is about mm. is truly it's invaluable So they know when I speak, and especially when I speak my truth, I'm talking to someone and I'm going to be able to help someone. And I wake up every day with the goal of helping at least one person. So they know that goal of mine and they know my passion and commitment to that. So they make me do things that I don't want to (laughs) do so I can help other people because they know that will make me happy at the end of the day.
2: We talk about learning to be comfortable being uncomfortable mm-hmm. it sounds like you've embraced that principle
0: yeah I don't have a choice with people like you courageous women leaders around me <laughs> I think we push each other out of our comfort zones to be our better selves
2: Ooh, that's a wonderful gift but how did you get there like how did you decide to do that
0: you know my background so you know being a a social entrepreneur now and specifically as a as a black woman, millennial social entrepreneur, I had a lot of struggles and self-doubt leading up to it due to my my life circumstances as a an adolescent and being homeless and living in an urban community and having adults around me pretty much tell me that I wouldn't be able to do what I said I wanted to do. Um, even to deans of schools, telling me it was unrealistic for me to want to be an entrepreneur once I graduate with a, with a master's degree. So, even though I had the naysayers, I had a lot of cheerleaders who were just like, You're going to do this. I'm going to help you. And when you are uncomfortable, I'm going to be there to help you be comfortable, whether it's I'm sitting in a crowd so that. You can look at me when you're talking to the crowd whenever you, get, whenever you get anxious or you find yourself losing words. Just look at me and you'll be fine, right? So that in itself is having a, a mentor, a coach, a sponsor, all in one person who believed in me more than I believed in myself. So when you have those people in your life, or when me having those people in my life and me seeing where I am today um and it's still a little surreal for me sometimes i i feel that it's my life is required to help other people do the other to do the same thing and if i'm if i'm not doing that and it's just it just doesn't feel right so <laughs> almost anywhere i go if i see someone that's scared or not really putting their best foot forward because it's very clear that they have people in their lives who are telling them that they can't, I almost immediately let them know that I will be that person that will help them recognize that they can. Um, whether that's a phone call at 1 o'clock in the morning or it's nine ten o'clock at night. I I had those people for me and I still have those people for me. So it's it's God's will that I'm that person for other
2: people. Mm-hmm. You have a beautiful ex activity that I've seen you do with your clients, students, what do you call them? Students. Students. Mm-hmm. Um, where you have them you have them share brags? Is mm. that what you call Their it? They're bragging rights. They're bragging rights. Yeah. Would well, tell tell us about that activity.
0: So when we brag about ourselves people people feel when they talk about themselves that they're bragging. So what's wrong with bragging? (laughs) Like, I mean, as long as you're not being overly arrogant about it, like what's wrong with bragging? We all fight very hard to have the things that we have and to do the things that we do and to develop the skills that we have, right? Whether it's you're going to college so that you can get the degree so people take you more seriously. If you're paying hundreds of dollars to go to conferences so that you can develop a network of support or so that you can become more knowledgeable in a specific industry. Why is it not okay for you to brag about the fact that you're investing thousands of dollars in yourself? I don't get it, (laughs) right? But when it comes to our world, it's, you know, you're arrogant when you talk about yourself. And then from a woman's perspective, like, we're really not supposed to do that. We're supposed to be modest and not really say anything and you know, um excuse my French, but you know, with some women it's like, oh, she's a bitch. And it's like, no, I'm just assertive. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just telling you what I want, what I need, and how you can do it to make sure that I'm happy. Like what's wrong with that, right? The bragging rights is important so that the students also under know what to say when they're in an interview. Because almost every company asks that question, what are three of your strengths? What are three of your weaknesses? And most people, when you're in an interview, they, they can't say their weaknesses. And sometimes, even with their strengths, they may struggle a bit. So that bragging rights exercise is really to help them both brag about their areas in need of improvement, which other people would typically call weaknesses, um, and their strengths. And actually provide a, um impactful statement around both of them. Like, none of us are perfect. So, yeah, I can be assertive sometime and that could be a gift and a curse right depending on the situation but know that the job will get done <laughs> so that's a great way to be able to promote yourself right because most people want to know that you're able to manage a project you're able to communicate effectively um, you're able to organize your community within within the department that you're in so that you can meet a shared goal and a lot of times you have to be assertive in order for you to get that done
2: When I first saw you do this activity, I loved, I especially loved the idea of bragging about things that you may feel are weaknesses, Mm -hmm. both for the tactical reason that you just said that in an interview people are going to ask you about that, Mm -hmm. and for the idea that uh, everything's a double-edged sword, right? Our strengths are our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And also because I heard you say something about just claiming yourself, like claiming Mm -hmm. all of yourself and saying, I i Am a slob. Right. I that, like that may not be. <laughs> there may never be a job where that is something you want in me. Mm-hmm. Although there, I just read some research about messy spaces make people more creative. I agree. <laughs> oh, well, we'll track down that, <laughs> that uh, citation for people.
0: It's your organized chaos. Um, I, I
2: I love that. Of really claiming your authentic self mm-hmm. was part of what I heard you saying when you were yeah. talking about that activity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's interesting cuz I have students reach back out to me and it's like coach. Actually, recently someone reached out to me because they still um owe me an assignment from like a month and a half ago. And and she was like, "Coach, thank you for being so patient with me while I'm learning how to be, how the, I'm learning while I'm learning to adult." <laughs> <laughs> right so in that moment she's saying to me like I know I'm way past the deadline I know you had an expectation of me but please understand that I'm learning how to be an adult right and that's that's a level of vulnerability too instead of just being MIA she's explaining "I'm, I'm learning how to be a young adult in this world from my perspective with professional development and career coaching for our students the one thing that I find is companies want someone who's 21 years old just out of school or 25 years old or even 30 years old out of school and you want them to be game on and it's kind of like well can we take a moment and reflect back when you were 21 like did you have it all together or did you look to certain people in a company to really help you understand the the culture and the climate of the business that you're, that you're working for, while at the same time building the confidence to really, to be assertive, to share the knowledge that you learned, but, you know, you, to, to have individuals not really remember who they were as a 20-something year old, like, coming into the world, so you were really dependent on your parents before you move into, into college, if you decide to go to college. And then really you become dependent on a college because you're living in a dorm and you're really just going from the dorm to the classroom, to, to the cafeteria, to the student group. Like at the end of the day, you still have this support system yep. that's going to make sure that you're okay. So then when you graduate, you may move into your own apartment. you you may have roommates who are equally unprepared <laughs> <laughs> um, and equally in this, in this, place of like I'm independent I'm away from my parents like I'm making my own money I can do what I want but that's actually kind of scary you know and now you're going to a job and you have to show up in a completely different way than you have had to show up because even when you're a student and you're in an internship like you you use that student card and I tell people use that student card (laughs) (laughs) use it because you only have it for a certain amount of time Um, And then you can't use that anymore. Like, that's kind of scary. You know, you were dependent on that. And I, fortunately and unfortunately, there are companies that don't understand that. And it makes it really hard for students. You know, it it makes it really hard for students. And I think it makes it hard for the company to embrace millennials because people forget who they were when they were younger.
2: It it makes me think that, You know, it's a, it's a strange moment in history, right? It's a strange time and place where that is true, right? You used to have an apprenticeship with someone or you used to just go into your family business, right? Mm -hmm. You worked on the farm and then you, would that where there's such a stark, or maybe not, maybe you got kicked out of your house and you had a stick and a Cloth with cheese and bread, and you went out and made your fortune somehow. I mean, I'm sure that I want to talk to those folks. Times <laughs> I want <laughs> to know <laughs> how they survived for sure. <laughs> right? um, or it just sort of depended where you were in the lineage, whether you inherited the farm or you went off to the monastery, and it was all. But it's an interesting. There's an interesting gap in there that it seems like you're filling. For uh, how do, how do people find you, or how do you find your students?
0: Through other community-based organizations, high schools, colleges, um, and moving into trade schools. yeah. So guidance counselors or advisors will refer to us. And then from community-based organizations, it's really any um, representative within the organization. And then we also have a very close relationship with the Albany County Drug Court. So there are students who come to us through the juvenile drug court, um, which I love because you have students who are from different backgrounds. You know, as students who are in private school and have the resources that someone who's going to a public or a charter school and living in a family that does not have the same resources in the same room together and they're learning the same information. And once they get to talking to one another, it really breaks down stereotypes and I see it. And it's the best to see that happen because they don't know each other's background when they come in a room. And then if someone is comfortable enough with bringing it out, you'll see the other student's face like, really? You know, and but they're not judging each other. Where if they introduced themselves as that in the beginning, I could guess that there would be a clear divide between the room.
2: Because the story would overtake the relationship. Yeah. Fascinating. I remember the last session that we did with your students. I had just gotten back from England where I'd done some work with Big computer and cell phone (laughs) media company. Anyway, uh, with very senior, senior executive country sales managers Mm -hmm. in the room. And um, so there were like 20 people in the room. They were probably responsible. I think we added it up for $80 billion a year in annual revenue. And the work we were doing with these was was exactly (laughs) what we were doing with your students.
0: Yeah, And you know that and maybe that that's something it would be great for you to be a speaker at one of our events and say that
2: I think I said it to them right yeah you did say it to them
0: but I think for other other sponsors to hear you say that I think will help them recognize like we're all at a different we're all very similar in our professional careers as we're growing and expanding and um, moving into new heights and new areas within a company. So be patient with people. (laughs) Like You know, like really, you know, be patient with people. Um, But not only that, recognize that the millennial that's walking in your door Actually, has very much the same skills and can bring the same revenue and the same and help build the same capacity as someone that has been here for a very long time if you give them the opportunity to show you. Yeah. And you're willing to invest in them. Yeah. Because, you know, what mission accomplished, the reason that we focus on individuals who are early in their career is because students don't realize the power that they have. And when you understand the power that you have, the way that you are in the world is completely different than someone who feels
2: powerless. Say say more about what you mean by that.
0: So, I'll give an example. I went to a major gifts conference last year. And I asked the question, how how do how do millennials give back do, do millennials have a significant financial impact i guess do we have the financial power that other people see you know someone who's 50 years old and has been working for a long amount of time and the guy said no we only pay attention to what's happening in the moment we're very impulsive and then i read an article I want to say a $70 million is being transferred to millennials from their parents and their grandparents over the next couple of years. So by 2020, we will, have, we will be one of the groups with the most amount of wealth because of the transfer of money, mm-hmm. which means that we actually do have the financial power. Sure you do. And we have a lot of buying power. Because we, a lot of us have residual income because we have waited to have to have children, yep. right? Which means companies are spend, are spending millions and billions of dollars to market to us. Yeah, so we're forcing companies to market the way that they're marketing because we're the ones that's buying from them. Yep. When you understand the power behind, <laughs> yeah. That you're the reason that a company is doing something, you understand the power that you have. Yeah. But when people don't have that information, it's hard for you to really show up like in an interview. Like I'm interviewing you just as much as you're interviewing me. That's right. Like you put the job bit yeah. out, so clearly you need a me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like yeah. I'm sitting in front of you because you looked at my resume and you liked what you seen. So yeah, I have some questions for you, too.
1: <laughs> you know,
0: okay. so when you have someone who understands like you're walking into an interview and you actually share power with the interviewer because they need you just as much as they as much as you need them. I just the conversation is just different. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel comfortable with asking a potential manager. Why? Why have you stayed in a company as long as you have stayed? And what type of managing style do you have? And can you walk me around real quick? Because I, I, you know, and in your head, because I really want to see how people interact with you. Because that's going to be telling. If people say hi to you, then you're someone that's liked. If people are kind of just like into whatever they're doing, eh, you might not, you might not really be that person, Interesting. right? So if you, when you recognize that you can ask those questions, and make those soft demands you're just a different person Love it.
2: what a great example of the performance range and choices so um i can't believe how fast these go but I've, and i know you have a an out but in our last four minutes that we have you for I have two questions one is so the name of the podcast is dare to be human when you hear that phrase what does that What does that phrase bring up for you or what does that mean to you?
0: Just dare to be yourself because people are not their self every day at all. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever had a friend and you're like, who are you? Like, I don't know. We went into this space and I thought we were going to be good. Like, but like, who are you? And, you know, being, being transparent, I have friends who say to me like, Carmen, you, you, you need to bring your fun self into the boardroom because I I'm very much like agenda item. Okay. We're on number two. Oh, we need to move to number three. We're past that 20 minutes. like <laughs> yeah. um, and So, but I, I have a, a mentor who is also a coach and a sponsor. Um, when I worked with him, he was like, Carmen, you're just you're 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 just too rigid, <laughs> and you need to stop." Now, mind you, this is a guy at the time when he said this to me. He was a COO of a multi-million-dollar nonprofit organization, um, and and I kind of looked at him like, "But you're like a sea level person. Like, isn't that what happens in your meetings? Like, aren't y'all just rigid? You yeah. <laughs> know, you know, like." You know, like So, just, I just, I feel like dare to be human is like dare to just, to just be who you are and have and, and require people to either accept you for who you are or don't be bothered with you at all. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And if they can't accept it, just don't be bothered with me, you know, like if I'm too much for you or... Are too little for you,
2: then uh, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I love that so much. I feel like that's the advice I needed to hear. You have, uh, you have, you do your little un, in parentheses, Uh, solicited advice. (laughs) I love those. And I think that was my unsolicited advice for the day that I needed. Uh,
0: Awesome. Awesome.
2: My final question for you is we ask our guests if they have a dare to be human story that they would share with us. Um, It doesn't have to be a big thing, but is there some moment in your life or story that you can think of that sort of uh, feels like it resonates with that? Maybe you just gave us one. Maybe that was it about the boardroom, or maybe you have another one. Yeah,
0: I think that's Mm -hmm. it. Like, because I I still, when I am going to meet certain people, I, I don't, I still have some fear, right? The fear of rejection mainly. So around the fear of rejection my rigid self shows up instead of my rigid married to fun Carmen self which people like humans right <laughs> <laughs> so you know people don't care for robots right so, <laughs> so many. it's it's just really um I don't know when I I feel like when I've shown up as just Carmen I've almost always get what I'm asking for. When I do not show up as Carmen, I almost always get rejected. And oh, I recognize that. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. We are thrilled that you showed up with us today as Carmen. Thank they you always are. And uh anywhere, anytime that anyone gets to show up with you as Carmen, they should take the opportunity.
0: Oh, thank you. Ah, uh, warm heart. Warm heart. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Uh, oh, well, can I say where people can find me? Absolutely, and we will have all of your information posted on our website as well, okay. but please tell us here and then we will. Well, also you can have it find posted. me
0: on LinkedIn. Just look for Carmen Duncan. And you can find Mission Accomplished Transition Services on Twitter um, at M I S S A C C 12 on both Facebook and Twitter and Carmen Duncan just Carmen Duncan. So look for us, follow us, engage with us on social media, um, share, like, appreciate, or donate. Be angry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> with Facebook. <laughs> or
2: get over us and we don't care because <laughs> right, whatever.
0: Um, and if you have an interest in being involved with Mission Accomplished, you can certainly get in contact with me at 518-207-0209. and that's get involved through your talent your treasure or your time and we look forward to hearing from you and thank you for having me
2: ding and like i say we'll have all of that posted with links on our website as well thank
1: you carmen thank you